So, my seven-year-old wowed his second-grade classmates last spring with this epic magic trick with a basic big pen. So, I would love to, you know, impress you all with my magician skills. Does anyone have a dollar bill, really quick? That okay, cool. Thanks. Okay, Alex has a regular. This is you testify. This is a regular dollar bill in every way. Okay. All right. So he has this dollar bill. What I'm going to do with my awesome. A uh, big pen here is I'm going to stab this dollar bill with the big pen all the way through, and then I'm going to remove that um, the pen without creating a hole in the pen whatsoever. So here's the dollar bill, here's the pen, and I can stab it all the way through, and then I can remove it using my magical skills and create no hole in the dollar bill. Yeah, I know, because you're not in second grade, right? But magic. Like this, this is based on a gimmick, right? You can buy this on Amazon, right? It's based on a gimmick. It's not real. It's for fun. You can laugh at it. You can try to impress your friends if you're seven years old, and it works. But this time of year also brings up real magic. Like people start talking about magic tricks that are intense, or Ouija boards, or haunted houses, and all of these things kind of come into play as well, where we start hearing about. Um, haunted corn mazes and just different things that we can do in the month of October. That's not just fun, harmless, gimmicky stuff, but stuff that maybe crosses some lines or flirts with some lines of what is cool. So, the first thing I want to make sure that everyone in the room understands is there is a spiritual realm. There is a physical realm. That's what we can see, touch, taste, feel. All of that. There's a physical realm. We are all living in it, and we're very familiar with it. But there's also a spiritual realm, and the spiritual realm is places that we can't see. There's God. There's angels that are His servants. There's demons that are fallen angels. All of these things exist in the spiritual realm. And here's something I don't talk a lot about, but having been a pastor for 23 years, I have dealt with a lot of things in the spiritual realm. You can hear. God speak in the spiritual realm. There have been people that I know that have had visitations from angels in the spiritual realm, and there have been things that I've personally seen, like people I know and love, people who have grown up right here in this church, or people that I know to be Christians who have actually been attacked or controlled by a demon or a fallen angel, where those demons have spoken through them, where those demons have tormented them, and I've gotten to, as a pastor, I've gotten to help people get set free from those demonic attacks, from those demons affecting them or controlling various aspects of their life. That's something I've repeatedly seen over and over again,、um, right here at our church, and also in my travels around the world. Demons are real, and so when we start looking at The month of October, and we realize that all of these things become really popular—the psychics and the crystals and the hauntings and the ghosts and all of that. We want to spend a night unpacking that and looking into that. We're going to actually do、um, an opportunity where you guys will be able to text us your questions, and we will help you answer any questions that you might have about the spiritual realm. But it is my personal deepest wish that you would learn about these things at your age, and hopefully. Close the door to them and not open the door to them. So there is a realm. There is a physical realm and there is a spiritual realm. And when I refer to this for right now, I'm referring to the evil parts of the spiritual realm. Each one of us has the choice: is the door of our heart closed to the evil aspects of the spiritual realm, or is the door of our heart 
open to the evil aspects of the spiritual realm. And there are certain things, decisions we can make, actions we can take, things that we do deliberately or undeliberately that will leave this door wide open to attacks from the devil and from demons. If one of us were to choose to participate in a Ouija board, that's like swinging open this door and leaving the door open to the evil spiritual realm and allowing them access into our real physical life. If we were um, to get involved in like conjuring or medians or certain aspects of crystals or astrology, all of these things can open up the door to the evil aspects of the spiritual realm. It's like giving them permission. It's like leaving your front door of your heart wide open and any old stranger or spirit can kind of wander in. Tonight, we wanna help you understand what the difference is because the spiritual world has power and you can open the door in your life to good spiritual things. That's the Holy Spirit of the living God. That's the gift of prophecy. There's all kinds of good things, miracles that can happen in the spiritual realm if it is the biblical spiritual realm as opposed to the demonic spiritual realm. In case you think I'm a little crazy, which you probably do, Ephesians 6 says, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So all around us, these things are going on and we can live our entire life on this side of the door, on this side of the door, just seeing what we can see, touch, taste, and feel, we can do that. But there is a whole nother side to the world on this side of the door that a lot of people are really interested in. And so we wanna unpack that a little bit tonight. Our main text is gonna come to us um, from the Old Testament and it records a historical event that happened with King Saul and a prophet named Samuel and a medium. Now a medium is a person who claims that they can conjure up the spirits of the dead and they can interact with them in the land of the living. They can have conversations with dead spirits. And so King Saul had, um, had always had the prophet Samuel by his side. And throughout his kingship, the prophet Samuel has been the voice of God to him. He's come in and said, hey, God says do this and don't do that. And Saul's like, oh, okay, I'll try to do this and not do that. And sometimes Saul would ignore Samuel and sometimes he would listen to him. But at one point, Saul made it illegal for there to be any mediums because that's witchcraft and it's disrespectful to God. And he says it's an abomination. So so Saul kicks out all the mediums from the land and says there can be no psychics, there can be no mediums here. Um, but then soon after that, his prophet Saul, or his prophet Samuel dies. And now Saul has no way to hear from God. And so he comes up with this harebrained idea that he's gonna actually consult a medium to talk to Samuel. And let's just take a look at what that might actually have looked like. King Saul, you can't go see a medium, it's illegal. I'm not gonna go see a medium. I mean, I'm gonna go see a psychic. I don't know if she's gonna be big, small, medium, I don't know, but I'm gonna go see a psychic. That's the same thing and they're both still illegal. Who made it illegal? You, you're the king, you make the laws. That's right, I do, don't forget it. Uh, but I wanna change my mind because it's convenient to me at this point. So I need a psychic, I need a medium, okay? Okay, okay. I don't but before we do this, at yeah. least make sure you at least like put on a disguise or something so that people don't see the king doing something illegal, okay? Got it, got it, okay. You go get, you go get the medium, okay. find a disguise. Okay, great, here we go. Great, 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 great. Uh, oh, I think yes. she's back here. Oh, yeah, yeah, come on. 
Let's go like this. You can, you can, you can still see your face. You can still what? see your face like that. You gotta cover your face. Now when I do this, uh, you can't. Ah, uh, uh, medium. This is uh, Paul. Good one. Good one. Yeah. How's it going? Hi. Uh, yeah. How can I help you, Paul? Well, I uh, I need to I need to talk to someone. Oh. Oh, you mean, you mean like a counselor or a therapist? It's okay to not be okay. No, no, I'm fine. That, I, oh. that would be nice too, but not right now. That's yeah. more important. Um, I need uh, to talk to someone who's not exactly uh, alive. They're dead. Super dead. Oh. And I need to talk to them real bad. Are you trying to get me killed? You know that the king outlawed all mediums no, in their practices. Fine. Stop. I, okay, I'm, I promise, I pinky promise, nothing will come, no harm will come to you, okay? Pinky promise. Okay. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Who is it that you wish to speak to? It's, it's a buddy of mine, an old buddy of mine. His name's S Samuel. Samuel, is there a last name there? Um, you know, because you're going to have to be more specific. It's actually a lot of Samuels. He was actually a prophet, so he's kind of a big deal. Lots of people are named after him. So is there a specific Samuel you have in mind? Uh, so his first name, Samuel. Yeah. Middle name was the? Yeah. Last name, prophet. Mm -hmm. So Samuel the prophet. That's him. Wait a second. What? You are King Saul. You, you're going you're gonna to get me killed. What are you doing? You're the one that said I can't do what I'm supposed to do. You put me out of work for months. I told you, I told you I wouldn't, I pinky promised, okay? That's sacred. I wouldn't bring any harm to you, okay? It's fine. Trust me, I won't let anything happen. I won't arrest you or nothing, okay? Okay? Really, Paul was your fake name, Really? Really, she's that was so good. She's yeah. real good. Yeah. She's I picked really a good one. Good. Wow. Okay, yeah. Well. Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? Please? Yes. Okay, fine. But I hope you know what you're doing. I don't. That's reassuring. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> My slumber. Samuel, buddy, oh it's my you. Gosh, you again. It's so good to see you. Uh, hold on. Hey, I I need your help. Uh, uh. uh so I, I've been trying to figure out what to do about this situation that's going on, and God kind of left me on red for a while. Uh, I tried playing Yahtzee to see if the dice would help me out at all. That didn't work. Um, I talked to some other prophets, but they were like minor prophets. And I needed to talk to like a major prophet. You know what I'm saying? They don't make them like they used to. You know what I'm saying, buddy? <laughs> you are such an idiot. Why would you wake me up for this? If God hasn't answered you, what makes you think I'm going to answer you? I thought we were friends. <laughs> no! We were workplace colleagues at best. And furthermore, you're done, dude. You're dead, my guy. You're a dead guy standing there. And you know what else? I'm a dead guy standing here, and I'm tired of this. I'm going to go be no. dead again. What do you mean I'm going to die? I'll see you very soon. What? And listen, all of you, don't be an idiot like this guy. Don't do this. It's amateurs. See, buddy? Ah, oh, that's bad. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I thought he'd give me some good news or See, something. This might not be a great time, but that'll be $5,000. Um, and I'd like you to pay now because seeing as he just said you were going to die soon, no. I'd like to be paid. So that... You pay, you, you pay her. You pay her. Hey, yeah. Visa, MasterCard, Israeli <laughs> Express. <laughs> All right. So the Bible makes it clear that the medium herself was shot. The medium was dumbfounded when Samuel rose up and appeared to them in some manner and showed up on the scene. And I think that's because she's used to like rigging this thing. She's used to the whole conjuring being a parlor trick of some kind and not quite being as effective as a Samuel the prophet coming back from the dead. But we want to get into this tonight and we want to answer your questions on any of these type Halloween-ish topics. Ouija boards, spirits, psychics, crystals, astrology. What you can do is we have a, a screen that will show you the directions of how to do a text in to us. Um, and we want to keep it specific to the topics of Halloween, but you just text your question to 970-343-4640. And then in the text bubble, uh, you just write whatever question you might have. It'll come over here to Sean's computer and Sean will receive those text messages and then we'll get them and we will answer them and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but we would love to have you guys do that and go ahead and do that now and they'll start, the questions will start coming in and we'll see what's up. Yes, all right. Go ahead and send in those questions so that we can get going and seeing what it is uh, you guys have questions about. First one that came in um, is I've been seeing a bunch of stuff on TikTok and Insta about crystals and like crystal energy and what is that? Is that okay? Oh, okay. That's a really, really good question. Okay. Good question. So I've actually been looking into this myself because I've seen a lot of this on social media recently and I've been like, what? is this thing about crystals? What are they supposed to do? What are people claiming that they do? And I've been doing some research. I've watched some videos and things like that. And so what I basically am getting from those videos is that the point of crystals is that they are believed to have the ability to restore balance within our bodies due to their composition of stable matter. Now, whether this is something that you believe in, maybe it's something that you don't, lots of people are using these and incorporating these within their own belief systems, whether it is someone that believes in Jesus or whether it's not. Um, and so this is kind of where we stand on the whole idea. Since they are able to restore certain parts of our bodies, that's what they are said to be able to do. They're said to be able to heal um, people that are sick or have certain problems or ailments within their bodies. They are said to be able to bring peace to someone who is feeling anxious or stressed. And they also um, are said to be able to open your third eye in order to enhance your psychic ability. So you can probably guess that that third one we're not super keen on as what Pastor Dale was just talking about with psychics and things like that. The opening your third eye, the chakras, you probably can already understand that that's something we're not very comfortable with. But you might say, yeah, I do believe that a rock could have healing properties. It was designed by God. It was created by God. I do believe that it could bring me peace and help relieve the stress because of the way that it was built. 
I believe that the, where we should stand on it as Christians after doing some research is that that's kind of looking at a rock or a stone or an inanimate object as something that has the same powers that only God would possess. And the definition of that would be an idol. We see this all throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, people using different inanimate objects to worship because they believe that they can do something similar to what these crystals are said to be able to do. And God does not like that. He does not appreciate that. He says, I'm the one that you come to for healing. I'm the one that you come to for peace and for comfort. I am the one that you come to for wisdom, not something that I created. And yes, they're beautiful. Yes, they are God's creation. But that doesn't mean that they have these healing properties, and that's not something that we want to go for. It says in Jonah 2.8, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. And so we need to realize that we can't say, I still believe in Jesus, but I have all of these rocks at home that I like to pray to, too, and believe in as well. We can't mix and match and create our own religion. We have to know that Jesus and God are the only beings in this world who can bring us these things that these rocks are claiming to be able to bring. We also need to realize that these people, these social media influencers who are talking a ton about these rocks and these crystals, who are getting that message out there, those are actually going to be referred to as false prophets. Those are people who are trying to bastardize our beliefs. They're trying to take power out of who Jesus is and say that they can get it from somewhere else. And this is not something that we should go for or promote whatsoever. And it says to watch out for these things in 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15. It says, these people are false apostles. They're deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostle of Christ. But I'm not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. So even though they're claiming this is something that can help you, that can heal you, that can bring you peace, even Satan disguises himself to be as angel of light. And so we need to watch out for these prophets and we need to understand that this is a sign of end times, these false prophets, this bastardization of our beliefs and who Jesus is. And it's something that we really, really need to watch out for and turn away from. It says in 1 Timothy 4.1, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. And this is something that we want to watch out for. We don't want to be mean to people who believe these things or make fun of them, but it's something that we don't want to incorporate in our own belief systems. It's true. It's okay to have a piece of jewelry. Yeah. Um, like I have this very beautiful uh, diamond that my husband gave me, but it's not something that I worship. So if you have a rock that is sparkly and you like wearing it as a piece of jewelry, that's completely fine. As long as it's literally a rock in your life and not something or someone you're counting on for healing or inner peace of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what we're talking about is that as the stars are something that God put in the sky, but they, they, but someone once again like twists it. It's kind of like the crystals. Crystals are just pretty rocks. The stars are just they're use, They're not they're useful in that. Oh, there's the North Star. I have directions. But they're also just like a God, part of God's power and majesty and creation. But then we try to twist it into some kind of reasoning that it affects us. That the position of the stars or planets has some sort of like ebb and flow and pull on us and affects us in certain ways. And there's just not like, there's not any biblical truth in that. And there's also not any, any scientific fact that that is going to be the case anyway. So we, and then the big thing he said was it's part of divination, which is a fancy word for like witchcraft stuff. Like it's based out of giving 
um, like spirits and power uh, to those things. And God expressly says that that's not something that we're okay with here. And if you participate in astrology or horoscopes, which are based on astrology, you're basically taking that door and opening it and leaving it wide open to an evil spiritual realm. And you're opening a door where they can attack you. So we know it's really trendy. We know it's really cool on all the various social media platforms. It's all over the place. Um, people will use it as an excuse of why they broke up with their boyfriend. You know, that they, they can never get along with me because of my sign and stuff like that. That's, it's just a lie. It's just a deception from the enemy. And if you've fallen into it, it's not an unforgivable sin. What you would do is you would say, God, I'm sorry that I looked for my future and my plans uh, for my life from the stars instead of the star creator. And you would just admit that. You apologize, you ask for forgiveness, and you turn to God. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you future and hope. God has your plans and God has your life lined out for you, and you can find out what your future will be by asking God, but you can never find out what your future will be by asking the stars. And here's the thing, all of the, all of the power of the spiritual realm on God's side, there's a counterfeit, a fake opposite that the devil tries to use on the, on the demonic side. So on the God side, there's prophecy. God will reveal the future to his children. God has spoken to me many times about things that will happen in the future, how to avoid certain things for the future. God gives that gift of prophecy. The devil takes it and twists it into horoscopes and astrology, giving us the future. Um, and that's just a counterfeit of the real thing. You want real spiritual power? Tap into the Holy Spirit of the living God. Get to know his voice, and you'll see some real power. Yeah. That's so good. We've gotten a lot of questions about Ouija boards. Um, is it bad to play with Ouija boards? What is a Ouija board? Should I use a Ouija board at an upcoming party? That sort of thing. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so basically, like, uh, the whole concept of a Ouija board I thought is, my answer was great. Right? You know, it's like you're supposed to allow, like, a spirit. And I know, like, in the game board, there's a you could buy the stupid thing at Target. Right. And it's supposed to just be this, like, joking thing where you try and, like, influence it. And you're like, the person's be like, who am I going to marry? And your friend, and you put their hands, and then they guide it to, like, your ex-boyfriend's name to just like mess with you, right? But the whole point, the, the problem is, is you, you're doing something lighthearted with that. And, but the a Ouija board is used in like occult or like, yeah, like occultic seances and, and evil things where they're contacting spirits to see, like that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And so we can't just say like, oh, that real thing I'm gonna take and I'm gonna just pretend because once again, we might not think we're doing anything, but it's still opening that door and giving the enemy access to our life in a way that is not healthy for us spiritually. And we just kind of want to avoid those things that could open that door. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got also a lot of questions about horror movies as well. Um, like... Where do we draw the line on horror movies? Are horror movies okay? Are scary movies okay? That like aliens, ghosts, what, where is that line? That, that's basically all the questions. That's a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Rolled into one <laughs> giant it, yeah. ball. There was okay. like 10 of them. All right, I'll take a stab at some of it. So to, to rewind the question a little bit, I think what we need to recognize is the Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so fear is a tool of the devil. He uses fear to um, make us afraid. 
And where there's fear, there's also a lack of faith. They're typically faith and fear are very much opposites. And so the devil uses fear to, to kind of push our faith out of our lives. And so anything that we're doing that's gonna bring up a true like terror or horror or fear, that's something that the presence of God kind of pulls back from and the enemy takes front seat in. So God doesn't use fear. God doesn't manipulate using fear. God doesn't cause us to be afraid. Um, Those are symptoms and signs that the devil is at work in a situation. So Halloween is tricky because the whole point of Halloween for a lot of people is fear-based and it gets really complicated because of that. So whenever you're talking about a movie, you have to look at, is this movie using fear to control or fear to create an intense emotion, in which case it's opening that door again. It's opening that door to the spiritual realm of the dark side that you really want to avoid. So um, on the flip side, is it more of just like a thriller type situation where it's like, this is a really scary subplot about aliens invading the world, but I'm not truly afraid of this happening tomorrow. It's not like Jason with his mask and chainsaw. Machete. Machete is yeah. a shit. Oh, yeah. Super okay. Saber 3000. My bad. <laughs> Brought it back. Yeah. So, so we've got like slasher, the, the slasher film, right? And then we've got like alien horror movies. And, and so like the slasher films, that's kind of a weird line of like, what is, what is it insinuating? Are you like having nightmares about it? So if it's something where it's like, it's really going to bother you and it feels like it's getting in, it's more than just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Or if it's just like, you're, you're, it's keeping you awake at night. That's, that's a sign that like that fear is, is kind of really trying to like knock on that door and really trying to get like wiggle its way in and start affecting you negatively. And so you have to, you have to be aware of that. And a lot of this stuff, guys, you're old enough and you're in your relationship with God that it really kind of just, you have to listen and, and ask the Holy Spirit, ask God, should I be watching this? The thing that we have to say, like you should absolutely never watch though, is probably a horror movie mm-hmm. involving anything in the spiritual, like yeah. ghosts or um, like possessions. That is so popular right now. Movies about like exorcisms or people who are possessed, paranormal activities, all of these things that are based off of something. And and we go like, but it's a movie, it's not real. but. But it can be. Mm-hmm. We're not. We, we're not denying the existence of demonic presences. We're not ex- denying the existence that people can be possessed. And so that once again, like you watch that and that fear, and that just can be an opportunity for Satan to like get in uh, with that open door. And so we really go when when it comes to like horror movies, anything involving. Like if anything kind of involves anything spiritual, like if it's, I just kind of go, no, it's not, it's not worth it to dive into that. Yeah. I think uh, I've always been really careful with the horror movies, but also slasher movies for me too. I find that I cannot do it. Uh, many times in those movies, the victim are, the victims are women. Um, and as a woman watching that, it created a lot of fear within me. I noticed I would all of a sudden after watching a movie, be afraid to walk down a street at night or be alone in my car, or I'd have terrible dreams at night. And I think it's just because those images are so real and those situations can be real as well. And so I had to say within my own heart, this is a boundary that I have to draw. Um, I can't take in these images and still live a life without fear. And so it's a boundary within yourself that you have to evaluate and say, 
this is something that's affecting me in a negative way that's opening that door. And it's going to be something that I'm going to say, it's not worth the thrill of the moment. The two hour movie is not worth the months of sleeping loss or uncomfortable or fear or whatever it might be. Absolutely. I agree with Madeline. And sometimes when I go out of town, my husband like catches up on all the guy movies that are right on that line because it bothers me more than it bothers him. So when I go, he he watches the guy movies. (laughs) Uh, I feel like that's true of every marriage. Um, (laughs) It's probably true. So a few questions have come in. So should we be celebrating Halloween? How do we do that as Christians? Like what? What do we do then if there's all this stuff wrapped up in that that's that's spiritual and demonic? And We actually spent a bit of time, again, anticipating this question and kind of debating it because um, the other day my 10-year-old's like asked a question and it said like celebrating Halloween. And I was like, we don't celebrate Halloween. And it bothered me, but I'm not sure why. And I think it's because as Christians, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus on Easter. We celebrate the birth of Jesus on Easter. On Halloween, y'all, we milk it for the free candy. Okay, we're not celebrating Halloween, (laughs) but we're taking a couple things out of it that are fun and not fear-based, and we're getting free candy. Um, We're having fun with our friends. We're dressing up in costumes, um, not slutty, appropriate costumes, um, girls that have cloth involved. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where I would draw the line on the slutty. Mm-hmm. You need cloth um, to and cover loose things. Loose cloth. Loose. Somewhat loose, loose, cloth. loose cloth. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, I would, on the costumes, I would avoid, like, again, the slasher type characters that are really scary. I wouldn't dress up as a demon um, and stuff like that. But you can have fun. Yeah. I mean, we wear costumes here all the time in, like, every week skits. <laughs> Um, and we have the best creepy looking wigs ever. Um, so you can do that kind of stuff with your friends. I, I wish that you all could trick or treat and wouldn't be judged. I wish you could go around and collect the free candy that the society that we live in owes you for existing as a teenager. Come to my door. I will dump candy into your bag. I don't care. I wish you could just have fun with Halloween like that, but we get that in high school, Halloween is really different than that. Yeah, uh, I was the one most recently in high school out of the people up here. True. (laughs) It's true, but it still hurts. (laughs) Um, And I was kind of talking about it today, and I was like, it was so hard in high school celebrating or doing Halloween celebrations because it's so weird because you feel like you're too old to go trick-or-treating but you really, the only other option, it seems like, most of the time is to then go party um, and drink and do drugs at a person's house when their parents aren't home. While wearing slutty costumes. While wearing slutty costumes. And this was a lot of the times what would happen, I remember, um, when I was in high school. It was, that was the temptation. And it was always on Halloween night. There was always some party that people were going to that they were talking about where their parents were out of town. And there was, of course, going to be alcohol. There was going to be sex. There was going to be drugs and slutty costumes and all of this really, really bad stuff. And I tried to abstain. I invited my friends to my house and I said, let's have a party over here. And then somehow the word got out that it was going to be a party. Um, my dad was there making chili. It wasn't like that. (laughs) Tim was there. (laughs) Um, it wasn't like that at all. And they found out that it wasn't and they left and I was like, that's okay. Like, I just wanted to have a fun night with my friends watching appropriate movies, dressing up if we wanted to, eating the most crazy amount of food possible. Your dad's chili is legit. It's really good. It's really good. And then I would go and pick up 
people, I offered to be a DD to people who were making poor choices. And it's just like, it's so hard and it's not the cool or the fun thing to choose to abstain from those. But you guys, and if you choose to go to a party on Halloween night, you're not going to be getting candy. You're going to be getting MIPs. Like that's just the reality of the situation. I'm serious. Cops look for those parties. I know so many people whose futures were jeopardized because of choosing to go to a party where cops found out they were caught drinking. It's a big, big deal. And so you can have fun on Halloween by not going out and partying, by hanging out with friends. You can do a pumpkin patch. Pumpkins are so cute. <laughs> um, you can carve them. You can eat candy. You can watch movies that aren't super, super scary and still dress up and do all those things, but you don't want to cross that At line. minimum, you can con your mom into a ridiculous amount of candy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that. as a mother, if my teenage, when they become teenagers, if they come to me and go, mom, all my friends are going to go to a party and get wasted. All I'm asking for is one of those five-pound bags of Twix. Right. I'd be like, you got it, buddy. Let's." <laughs> I mean, at minimum. You want two? I'll two, give you two. <laughs> you want a pizza? Like, you can melt this for something by, you know, having some friends over. Your parents will probably take care of it if you're honest. When I was in high school, we had a New Year's, New Year's party <laughs> where we did a power hour, which is you take a drink every minute, and we did soda, and everybody still puked. Um, so hey there you go there's that thing you know and i always like 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 i didn't i didn't touch alcohol and all those things and if you can't have fun with your friends without like alcohol or drugs get better friends that's a good like if they have to do that that just means they just don't like themselves and they just want to like numb themselves to that point and, and so you, there's plenty of fun things to do and there's plenty of life to live that doesn't evolve around drinking and finding that next high and those experiences. And so just like in these moments in Halloween, fi- like find something fun to do. Enjoy the time. Enjoy going to candy, pumpkin patches, carve pumpkins with people. Like, like God wants us to gather and celebrate and have fun together and he wants that fellowship in life. But all we're saying is, Do that, but just avoid all of the things that might open that door and affect you negatively in the future. Because the truth is, guys, we we see we have seen it. We've dealt with people where we've had to literally go, What what did you do in your past? And they're like, Oh, I I did this and, and I and I watched these types of movies. And we've had to like pray for them and literally say, like, they're they're Christian people who believe in God, and we've had to literally like it's called a deliverance and go, this demon come out of this person because they let this door open and then this kept getting further and further in their life. And then it began to affect their life and it began to affect their thought patterns and it changed the course of their life because they just opened the door thinking, it's not a big deal, it's not real. And then it got a little bit more real and they got a little bit more involved. And so we're telling you guys this now so that you can just keep the door shut in life and and we want you to have fun. We don't want to be the fun police in this moment, but what we wanna do is just go like, you can have fun but just have safe fun. Have fun that's not gonna affect and wreck your future. Have fun that's not gonna affect you spiritually, that's not gonna cause you to have to pull away and separate from God, that's not gonna have fun, that's not gonna make you feel guilty the next day or awful the next day and hung over the next day, right? That's what we're doing. You were still fairly hungover-esque from your power hour. For sure, that jacked my stomach (laughs) up for a long time. But that's what we want, guys. We want you guys to have fun, but we just want you to have that kind of fun. It's true. All right, I think we got time for maybe one more. One quick one, yeah. One quick one. All right, so this question is, will 4640 have uh, a Halloween party or something like that? That would be fun. Um, 
So what we're going to be doing for Halloween is our annual tradition, the week of Halloween on that Tuesday night. We'll have, you guys have an opportunity to bring your friends and we're going to give away a hundred pounds of candy um, and gift cards throughout the evening. So that's kind of our big Halloween event that we do each year. Um, but it's an interesting concept since Halloween is such a huge temptation. That might be fun in the future. We wouldn't be able to pull it off this year, but that's something we'll consider in the future of like, just make it an open house for high school kids to come hang out in a safe and clean way with lots of candy um, for you guys. And maybe, yeah, but it's, we're not ready this year. Yeah. But we'll do the trick or treat thing. I think it's like October 26th. 26 and 27th. Uh -huh. 26th for high school. So yeah. we love you guys. Um, we know we're getting, like Sean's computer is overloaded with the questions. <laughs> There's hundreds. So if you want to ask a specific question that didn't get answered, you can just hit up one of us pastors one-on-one. -on -one. We'd be happy to answer your questions for you. Um, but let me pray a blessing. God, we truly love these students. We pray for them every day, and we ask that you would protect them from all evil and that you would deliver them and give them the best life. Lord, I pray that they would each come in contact with supernatural God things in their life, and they would truly know your power and your authority, and they'd be protected from um, the attacks of the enemy. Let this Halloween be fun, and let there be candy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.